0: Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. I'm a mentor, four times author, leader of my Bull Darling Mastermind for female entrepreneurs, retreat host. And I've gotten to host this podcast for five years. As with all of my work, this show is to serve female entrepreneurs who want to optimize their energy and their mindsets in order to build the businesses and lives of their dreams. I've walked this entrepreneurial path for 11 years now, and I can tell you that there is a way to have a business you love and still have the space and time for all the other parts of your life that make you, you. Whether your number one priority right now is to scale your business, upgrade your finances, rediscover yourself, find more energy, get more organized, reconnect with yourself, or build a life and or business that's more aligned for you or all of the above, I am here as your guide on the show to help you make it a reality. Listen in on my dulcet Irish tones as I share tales from the front line of my business and mentoring, behind-the-scenes insights on how I'm approaching life and business, and speak with brilliant expert guests. Search The Lorraine Murphy Show wherever you get your podcasts. A new episode drops every Friday. Subscribe to make sure you always catch the freshest episodes. Let's dive in to this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Lorraine Murphy Show. It is wonderful to have you joining me this week. I wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much for all the love on our news that we are returning to Australia in January. So if you missed it, I talked about it on my life update episode a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, some very excited people in my community. So it feels... (laughs) Really lovely to to have been missed. Obviously, all the friends and family in Australia were super excited to see as well. And yeah, it's just been really nice in sharing that we're we're heading back after a year in Spain. Just to hear, yeah, how, how missed I have been. So I'm very very excited to be back in Australia, and obviously be sharing more on that whole adventure about re-entry back to Oz over the next few weeks on the show as well. I also just want to share there's some big things coming up over the next few months, partly because I'm going to be back in Australia, hooray, but also just end of year. It's like my Christmas because it's goal setting time and I love this time of year. And obviously that is the theme of this season on the show as well is to reflect and restore. So you'll find that kind of theme running through the episodes over this season. So what is coming up is on Tuesday, the 5th of December, I am hosting my annual goal setting workshop. So that's three hours over Zoom. And that will be me stepping you through the tried and very tested by now process that I work through for my own goal setting every December. So from that workshop, you will pretty much walk away with a shit ton of motivation and discipline and excitement and clarity for your year next year. And also that first draft of your goals as well. So I've created a playbook, which has all of my very, very best goal-setting templates in there. We've obviously got the three-hour workshop. And I'm also including, for the first time, an audio mentoring pack. So that's got pep talks in terms of how to overcome has self-doubt, how to get motivated and it's also got my visualizations as well in there so my one year visualization and my five year visualization which I know have been really really potent tools for Attendees to this workshop in the past, but also for my retreat guests and also my one-on-one mentees as well. So that is coming up in early December. I'm gonna pop a link to that in the show notes. The other thing that is coming up, now I can't give you too much information on this just yet because we're just working on it at the moment as a team. I'm going to be hosting a two-day strategy retreat in Sydney in late January, early December. So those it's gonna be two days where I pretty much dive really, really deep into business strategy. So really, really excited to host that. That is an in-person event in Sydney. Hooray. And I'm really excited about it because I've got the standard level ticket, but I've also created this kick-arse VIP level ticket as well. So really excited for that one. So stay tuned. I'll be able to announce that one to you next week on the show. We're just working on the website and so on for that at the moment. And then the other thing that's coming up is my retreat to Bali in May next year. So So excited to do that again. I've actually got a a three part special coming up. Well, it'll be three or two parts. I'm trying to decide at the moment. Special coming up and really diving deep into the reflections on, I guess, the common themes, the common challenges, the common breakthroughs that happened. On my retreat in October. So I'll be sharing that over the coming weeks. I've got the brilliant Jimmy, who is our healer in residence coming back on the show. And I'm also going to be chatting to Claire Obeid, who was our, our spiritual guide on on the retreat as well. So lots coming up and all the links to the, the, the things will be in the show notes. And as I said, I can tell you more about that two day strategy retreat in Sydney next week on the show. So as part of today's, as part of the season, as I said, it's the reflect and restore season. And I really do kind of get to this point in the year where there's still quite a bit to do and a bit to organize in the business and obviously moving back to Australia. But I really do start to reflect back over the the, the 12 months, you know, what's happened this year, the biggest insights, the biggest lessons, because that then informs my goal setting for the year ahead as well. So that's kind of first step for me in any successful goal setting session is to reflect on the year to date before planning ahead for the next one to come as well and one of the things I've been really reflecting on is you know what's been the best advice that I've heard over this year particularly when it comes to business so my business has gone through epic growth year on year so and it's just purely like revenue my revenue has grown 50% year on year in the business which is incredibly exciting and it's looking like I'll do the same if not a bit more next year so incredibly excited for where my business is at and incredibly grateful for where it is at as well. And as always on the show and with my books and (laughs) webinars and all the things that I create, workshops, retreats, I really want to pass back as many of the lessons that I have had in my own life and business so that you, my wonderful listeners, stand to benefit from those lessons as well. So I wanted to pass on the three biggest nuggets of business advice that have really resonated with me. I often find that just one nugget, like one, maybe it's a reframe or a perspective shift, or I guess a pattern identification where I go, oh my God, yes, I do that. That is something that I do. So just one nugget like this can make reading a very long book worthwhile, attending an event, or even an entire coaching package or VIP day worthwhile just to get that one nugget. And I think that's something that I always aim to do with anything I'm doing in terms of retreats or even podcast episodes like this is to really package up the very best nuggets in the hope that with the intention that that nugget then changes the game for the person who hopefully picks it up and runs with it as well. So I wanted to pass on three nuggets as part of this week's episode, which are the elements of advice that have really resonated the most with me over the last 12 months. I could probably do twenty of these, but <laughs> in the interest of brevity and not, yeah, creating a mini audio book, I'm just going to keep it to three. And I quite like the forced selectivity as well with these things, so you, you have to whittle down to three, so they need to be three really, really, really good ones. All right, the first one I want to share with you was actually shared by Jill Stanton, who is the founder of Millionaire Girls Club. So what that is is it is a retreat provider. Exclusively for women who are doing seven figures plus in their business. And I connected with Jill earlier on this year. And this month, that we are just concluding in November in my Bull Darling mastermind, our theme is scaling. So, in my monthly masterclass with the group, I shared the 10 steps that, well, the 10 biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to scaling, and of course, what to do instead. And then as always, we have our expert workshop midway through the month. And Jill very kindly agreed to come and be our expert. And when I was creating the planning out the month for the group, I was thinking about, okay, who would be a really great expert? Like who really has the inside track and what it takes to really scale a business? And straight away, I was like, oh my God, it's Jill. But I know how how busy she is. I know how committed she is to her clients. And so I reached out on an Insta and said, hey, is there any chance you'd think about this? And she was like, yeah, I'd love to jam with you. She's Canadian. And I was like, holy fuck, you've just made my year. So I was really, really thrilled to have her join the group. And so I interviewed her for this workshop only well, two weeks ago. We actually did it in the month. But normally we do it the, the, the month before the, the expert session is due to go live. But I was in Bali anyway. One of the questions that I asked Jill was, you know, when you are spending time with women who are doing seven figures plus plus in their business, what are the things that those women are doing that maybe other business owners are not, you know, maybe business owners who are doing what's four figures, you know, five figures, six figures in their business. And she gave a whole list of things. She gave five different elements actually, which was incredibly powerful. But one thing she said really, really stuck out to me. And she said something that these women do that other women don't do, business owners, is that they surround themselves with women who match their future. And just when she said that, I went, oh my God, we could stop this entire interview right now. And that would be the nugget that people would benefit so much from hearing. And I love that that was the nugget that resonated most for me with her her interview. But also it's the whole principle that her entire business is built on. You're creating opportunities where seven-figure women can go and actually spend time with other seven-figure women who match their future. And I've really been mulling on this kind of broader area this this year, I think partly because of where my business is going and the, the growth that it has experienced, thankfully, over the last couple of years. But also being in a position where I am living in a different country to where I'm used to living. I lived for 14 years. And just that sense of disconnection from that vibe. I'll I'll talk more about this in a second. But yeah, it's been a big area of reflection for me this year. What I've also realized this year, and I've seen this for many, many years, but I think I experienced it myself for the first time in a long time this year, is that loneliness is a huge problem in business. I sent out, every Monday afternoon I send out, I call it my Monday mentor. It's an email I send out Monday afternoon. Monday afternoons at 3 p.m. City, Melbourne time. And I talked about my own loneliness this year and I've touched on a little bit on the show as well. And the response that I get anytime I talk about that is huge in my community, whether it's emails or even text messages or my one-on-one mentees mentioning what I've shared in that email on our on our mentoring sessions or in my Insta DMs. It's a really, really big problem. And I see it a lot in, in my mentees, my one-on-one mentees, so much so that actually next year, so my annual mentoring program is called the Magnificence Program. And this year and last year, when it was more kind of annual mentoring, it was the Magnificence Program at that point. It's been very much pure one-on-one mentoring with me. But I'm seeing that loneliness come through. And it's not even necessarily a loneliness all the time, but just that desire or that craving to connect with other women who are on a similar path. That whisper has been very, very loud this year with my one-on-one mentees. So much so that I've actually created for the Magnificence program next year, there's a whole group dynamic that I have created as well as the one-on-one mentoring with me. And it's really, really beautiful to see how excited those mentees are for that next year. So I've seen that loneliness a lot in my community. As I said, I've already experienced it myself. So I think loneliness is definitely one element in this this challenge. But the other element as well is that we need benchmarks. So my friend Stace, who also runs an online business, you've probably heard me talk about quite a bit on the show, she doesn't really have anyone that she talks shop with other than me. And I think it's been... <laughs> in our early first few conversations because I'm really nosy and I ask lots of questions about what's your revenue? What's happening here? What's doing here? And I asked her, you know, lots of questions about her business on on one of our weekly walks. And she shared a little bit about her business at that point. And obviously now I know it a lot more intimately and as she knows mine. And I said to her, you know, I was like, you're doing really well. This is amazing. You're doing incredibly well. And she kind of looked at me and went, really? Am I? Because she was almost just operating in a vacuum you know she didn't have anyone else that she was talking to about it she didn't know what was you know inverted commas normal or inverted commas average and and I think that can be it can be quite a I don't necessarily want to say it's a lonely place to be it's more of a place of just there's a lack of clarity that comes with that you know when you don't know what what's normal what's not normal am I behind am I ahead and it's not about you know creating a competition or a you know a premier league for yourself where you you kind of find yourself on this league you know this is where I'm at compared to this person or this is where I'm at compared to that person it's more about just knowing that okay cool it's the reassurance and the validation I think that comes from having an idea of where you're tracking you know in the kind of overall pool of people but I think the other thing as well is that it makes you realize what's possible. I remember hosting a retreat. It was a smaller Aussie retreat that I hosted back in, God, I think it was two years ago for some of my annual mentees. I can't even remember what it was now. It was a group of about eight women that I took away to the Central Coast for a couple of nights. And I remember in one of the sessions that I was hosting with the group that they got to talking about you know, what they were charging. And two of the women in the group had quite similar businesses. So they had marketing consultancies. And one woman shared, okay, well, this is my fee, this is what I'm charging for for this. And another woman went, ho- the other person went, holy shit, I had no idea that it was even possible to charge that amount. And after that retreat, she was in the middle of responding on a big brief at the time. And after the retreat, she went and she literally added a zero onto what she was planning on charging. And the client said yes. And <laughs> just her calling me, we don't know what a mentoring session afterwards going. Lorraine, I didn't even know. I didn't know that this was possible. So I think that's another huge element of what Jill was sharing You know that point around surrounding yourselves with women who match your future. It's helping each other realize what's possible and push the boundaries of what you think is possible. Because I know I've had that experience working with a mentor or a coach and they've told me, you know, maybe what revenue they're doing or what kind of hours they're doing in their business and you just go oh wow that's possible and it's that whole thing of I I bang on about it so much to my mentees but you cannot be what you cannot see so if you're not in rooms with at least one or two other women who match your future well then how do you know what's possible I guess is my question for you And I think also we all have legacy friends, you know, friends maybe that we've had maybe even since kindergarten or from high school or university or our first mother's group or whatever it might be. And they are awesome friends. And I think every friend in our lives serves a different purpose and we serve a different purpose for them. But I think it's unrealistic to expect those friends who predate our business era To expect them to, first of all, get it, and second of all, to be that support that you need in your business, because they're just, maybe they're not necessarily on that path. And maybe some of them are, but they're at a very different life stage to what you're at right now in your business. I think it's that equivalent of, I remember years ago, realizing, Annis Horribilis, is that what you call it? For a couple of years, I, I wasn't in a great place. And something that I realized, one of the factors that was contributing to me not being a great place was I was expecting Wade to be my village. You know, if you think back to when when we became mothers decades ago, you know, maybe a couple of generations back, we would have friends and sisters and mothers and neighbors, and there would be a whole community there that was our infrastructure to support us in, a, in our motherhood journey. And now it's very, very different. And I realized back then that, this is five years ago, I was expecting Wade to be my village for everything, you know, to be my confidant, to be my best friend. To, I really had isolated myself quite a bit back then. So I think it's similar for friends. You know, we can't expect one friend to be our village for everything. You know, I've got friends who are my friends, the kind of the mom friends. I've got the business friends. I've got the Irish friends. <laughs> there's, there's the different friends that we have. So I think it's very, very powerful when you do see women get together who are on a similar path, whose futures do match each other's, what can happen, the magic then can be created then. And I saw it firsthand just a month ago on my Bali retreat, those women just connected on such an incredibly deep level. And every retreat group I've ever hosted connects, you know, they have a wonderful time, but it tends to be, you know, they kind of go back to real life straight after the retreat and there's only a handful of connections maybe that they maintain. And this group, like the WhatsApp group, there's people posting in there every day still, and it's a month later. And that's not, you know, some WhatsApp groups, it's one or two people doing all the posting. Like, it's not that. It's a very even representation across the entire group of 16 guests. And there's been so many meetups. It's really cute. I was just chatting to one of my annual mentees this morning and she had sent me a photo of her meeting another mentee, another Bali guest down in Canberra. So there's been, I think, four or five catch-ups already in just the last month of people going, who just happen to be in in each other's state and and catching up. So there's magic that happens when we are in rooms of of other women who do match our future. And I think another element that's really potent to think about is we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So a question I have for you as part of today's episode, your home player, your kind of food for thought beyond me sharing this with you, is your current inner circle matching the future that you have in mind for yourself, whether it's life or it's business or your growth or whatever it might be? And if not, then it's time to take action on that. And this is really gonna be an area that I'm focusing a lot on next year myself because I have been in a situation where I've been living in Spain, haven't really found anyone that I have connected with here, there's been a couple of friends that I've made, which has been really, you know, pretty late in the game, which is so annoying. I mean, you're like, okay, I'm going back to Australia now, but hi, you're so nice. <laughs> but there hasn't really been that group that I have connected with. And I just sat here in Spain a few times and gone, holy shit, you know, if I was in Sydney, there are so many women who have gone, oh, we should definitely meet up sometime. You know, oh, this has been so nice. Let's not leave it a year or two years next time. Like There's so many women like that. And it's just really sad because those friendships are so incredibly nourishing and fulfilling and exciting. And you know, they're women who match my future. They're women that I want to be in their orbit more and more. So this is one of my major goals for next year is to create some kind of a <laughs> I'm calling it an infrastructure to make that easier and make it more possible. Because I know you've had the experience of you there's someone you want to see And then you're trying to fit in around their calendar, your calendar, you go back and forth and you go, oh, fuck, it's just too hard. We'll just come back to this another time. And then, you know, six months, 12 months passes. So I really, I really want to make, take the pain out of this next year and kind of playing with a couple of ideas, which I'll share. I always share my goals for the year ahead on the show. So I'll definitely share that in early January, what what I'm thinking around that. And hopefully it may be something that you could borrow from as well. So nugget number one is to surround yourself with women who match your future. The second nugget that I want to pass on, you know, really reflecting on the best business advice that I have experienced over the last year is to stop climbing into your customers' wallets. (laughs) This was a brilliant woman called Kendall Summerhawk, who I actually interviewed on the podcast. So you you can scroll back. You will find my episode with her. I'll pop the episode title into the show notes as well. And I interviewed her on the podcast and we were talking very much about money mindset. So she was actually the original creator of the sacred money archetype. So you may have heard heard Denise Duffel thomas talk a lot about this. I know she had a major launch for this earlier on this year. And the sacred money archetypes, basically, there's, there's five different archetypes that most of us will fit quite squarely into one predominantly. So me, for example, my sacred money archetype is ruler. So it's a really, really interesting methodology to think about because You can see the the upside of whatever your archetype is, but you can also see the downside, seeing what your strengths and your weaknesses are, and then you can actually plan your business around that, which is incredibly powerful. So when I had Kendall on the show last year, it was in December last year, we talked a lot about money mindset, but one of the things that really stuck with me is her point that she made about climbing into our customers' wallets. And what she meant by that is it's us as business owners making assumptions about our customers' budgets, desires, wants, bank balances. And when she shared this with me on the podcast interview that we did, it reminded me of an experience I had back when I was, God, what was I, 15 or 16? And so where I live in, well, I grew up in Ireland. It's 20, 30 minute drive from the center of Dublin. So it's like back then it felt very villagey. Like it was a big deal to go into Dublin for the day, which is hilarious given it was like a 45 minute bus ride. And I worked, my first job was working in the local convenience store. And myself and my friend decided that we wanted to get jobs in Dublin. <laughs> it was very exciting. We're so country when you think of it. And we went through this whole recruitment process for, it was actually a sports chain, you know, lol, if you know me, the fact that I was working in a sports store is absolutely hilarious. Wade still finds it hysterical that I had this job, but it was really cool. The founder was a very, very successful entrepreneur and he had built this massive chain of sports stores across Ireland. And we did a lot of training. It was my first time going through a really rigorous interview process, which was really cool. And we did a lot of training around sales, which was the first time I'd ever thought about this. You know, my first part-time job, I was making baguettes behind the deli counter with a a really fetching hairnet. So to learn about sales was was really, really interesting for me. And it was one of the things that the sales trainer taught us, you know, as 15 to 18-year-olds in a room one day, that you know it can be very easy when someone walks into the store to make an assumption about what they can or can't afford you know maybe they're a grandmother and they've got three grandkids with them maybe it's someone else who isn't dressed very well and maybe it's someone that you know, speaks in a certain way where our own kind of internal biases might might come out to play and what the sales trainer was saying is that it's not our role to decide okay no we shouldn't offer them The more expensive trainers because we don't know we literally have no idea what their financial situation is like and that was a really powerful reframe for me way back then when i was 15 years old and this was exactly the point that kendall was touching on again when i interviewed her and what happens is that we pre-qualify our customer and say oh no they probably wouldn't be able to afford this or they're probably not ready for this yet or they probably wouldn't be able to commit to such a, you know, an ongoing annual program or commitment or whatever it might be. And what that does, as Kendall explained in the podcast interview, is that it does them a disservice because it holds them back from maybe investing in a product or service that would really, really help them. And it does a disservice to us and our businesses because obviously we're creating like this invisible ceiling on what our earning capacity is with that particular client and I actually had an experience myself. It was so interesting because Kendall talked about this and I think it was shortly after I interviewed her that I had this experience. And what I experienced was I had my annual mentoring, which was the first time I had done it last year. And then I had created my annual mentoring again this year, which I called my Magnificence program. And she was part of a previous membership that I ran and I had worked with her. She'd comment on a VIP day with me last year. And I talked about this annual mentoring program on the podcast. And she actually reached out to me afterwards and said, Hey, Lorena, I heard you talking about your magnificence program. Do you think that would be something that would be appropriate for me? And she reached out and I went, Oh my God, I thought of her first. And I said, nah, she probably wouldn't be able to invest in it because I knew what we had done our VIP day on the focus of our VIP day was helping her Plan out her new business and to leave her corporate career. So I knew that she was planning on starting her business at at the beginning of this year. So I made the assumption that you know, she hasn't even started the business yet. She wouldn't be in a position to to invest in it. Maybe next year. That's what I thought. And I actually went back to her really honestly to her message. I said, look, honestly, I didn't think you'd be in a position to do it because you're only starting the business now. You know, you haven't started it yet. And she said, oh, I'd, I'd really like to know more about it. So I sent her over the overview. We had a chat, and she said, yeah cool, I'm in. And I was like, holy crap. Okay. And I just said, look, honestly, I'm so sorry. I didn't take it to you. I just didn't think you'd be able to invest yet. And what I didn't realize is she actually had an inheritance that was pretty much acting as her startup fund for her business this year. And she saw investing with me for the year as being a really savvy investment because I would pretty much say, <laughs> shave years off, you know, the mistakes and the the roundabouts and the curveballs that maybe she might embark upon if she didn't invest in that from day one in her business. So as I said, this is a pattern that we can catch ourselves running and it's something that I actively look out for in my mentees now because now I've got a name for it. You know, it's crawling into people's wallets, climbing into people's wallets and I can spot it and I can spot it in myself as well. So thankfully that mentee was very happy that she made her investment because she has absolutely smashed her targets out of the park. I am so proud of her. It's just been incredible being part of the journey with her this year. And yay, she's coming to my distance program again next year, which I'm really, 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 really thrilled about. So really, really potent piece of business advice from Kendall Summerhawk as as number two. Stop climbing into customers' wallets. Now, the third nugget that I want to share with you is actually one that's come more recently to me. And I've shared a little bit on the show about the fact that I've been working with my own coach over the last how many months in are we now? Gosh, we're almost three months in, we're almost halfway. So I committed to six months working with this coach and a big focus for this was really getting my business to the next level. I've got a pretty, I was going to say ambitious. It's actually not feeling that ambitious now because I've kind of mapped it back to reality. I've got a a goal that I want to make happen revenue wise next year. And I want to make that goal happen without working more. That's my, that's Lorraine's nut to crack next year. And I really wanted to get a head start on that this year by starting to work with this coach as uh, so we started working together at the start of September. So as I said, we're September, October. Yeah, we're almost three minutes in now. And something that I realized very early on in the work that I've been doing with this coach is that I have a proclivity to making it very difficult for myself to make money. So to give an example of how I have made it hard for myself over the years, and not even just make money, but just to grow my business. First of all, is constantly creating new things. Secondly, having too many offers, and as an adjunct to that, having too many customers. So having offers for different customers and and having too many of those customers in my business. Another way that I've made it hard for myself is starting everything from scratch. Constantly thinking and feeling that I need to do everything. If something was good, okay, well that was great, but I need to create something new. And it's been a really interesting pattern to unpack with my coach. And I'm going to give you an example of of how. I was doing this. So I hosted my retreat to Bali in October, which was incredible. That was actually only the second retreat I've ever hosted in Bali. I hosted one in 2018. I was supposed to host another one in 2020. High COVID. Thank you very much. And this was my next adventure doing that. So it was a lot of work. I mean, obviously this is like my happiest place. <laughs> a being in Bali and B with a kick-ass group of women who, you know, going back to my previous point, who match each other's futures. But it's a lot of work creating a retreat. You know, it's obviously finding the accommodation. It's really establishing that connection with the the manager of the accommodation. It's creating that rapport with the cooking team, the the spa team. Uh, It's working with my brilliant healer, Jimmy, who came in and was our, resident, our, our healer in residence. It's just making sure that there's a lot of briefing that goes into it. I always want someone to arrive on a retreat with me, feeling like, okay, I'm fully prepared for this. I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm fully in the loop that I feel like I can just relax and really enjoy this experience. So for example, there's a very thorough... Pre departure pack that I share with retreat attendees. There's also a pre departure call on Zoom that I host two weeks before so everyone can meet each other and just see that they're not actually going to be with axe murderers on, the, on their retreat. There's also, obviously, quite comprehensive preparation that goes into the playbook. Like, there's a lot of work, I guess, is what I'm saying, right? So, I'm debriefing with my coach on how well the Bali retreat went. And I was saying to her, you know, five women came to me multiple times each and said, look, can you please send me the dates for next year? What's happening? I want to do this again. One one was like, look, Lorraine, I would happily put down a deposit for this again tomorrow, I'd like to come back and know that I could do this again next year. So I'm talking to my coach and I'm saying, yeah, you know, I want to do it again in October and I'd love to do one again later on in the year. And I'm like, but I feel like I should do it somewhere different, like do Ubud or something like that. And I said, I just don't know why I'm thinking that. And she said, well, let's explore it. You know, why do you feel you need to go and create something else again in October? So the main one, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it in Canggu, same villas, same format. It was great. But the one later in the year, I was thinking, I'll mix it up, I'll change it up. And she said, you know what, why are you doing that? And I just sat with her for a moment. I didn't speak for a minute or two. And I went, you know what? I'm just trying to make it hard for myself. I am creating something brand new because I feel like it can't be that easy for me to host two retreats that even the main one's going to be so much easier to run because all the work is, you know, most of the work is done in terms of the packs and the briefing and the design and the format, like it's all done. So I was telling myself, no, it cannot be that easy for me to host a third retreat with a similar format and what I'm actually doing is I'm running my pattern of going no I need to go back and you know create something from scratch and find another venue find another cookie you know cook they call it the cookers they call it the cooker in Bali you know find another cooker team figure out who would the healers be in that area you know just making it so hard for myself and as my coach correctly pointed out Lorraine you had five women who have already said to you they want to come back again next year like they're not looking for a different experience. They are perfectly happy with the experience that they just had. So much so that they want to come back and invest their hard and time and money and energy in doing it with you again. And I just went, holy crap, this is so true. Wow. So a question for you, as you reflect over this year, is where have you made it more difficult than it needs to be to make money, grow your business, grow your team, build your profile, whatever it might be? And this is a huge learning for me next year. And that's why I feel like I can increase my revenue significantly, but not necessarily work any more than I'm already doing because I can just make it easy for myself next year. I can find my own slipstream and stay in that slipstream rather than going and trying to recreate everything from scratch again next year. And, you know, we should have that. I'm five and a half years into this business now. It's going to be six years in May next year. Like it should be at the point where things are getting easier. <laughs> you know, this should be at the point. I just had this experience this morning with one of my annual mentees, my Magnusons program ladies this morning. And we're talking about, you know, she's had a, a pretty, a pretty, pretty tough year, a very tough year to be fair. And we're talking about, you know, she's got some activity that she plans every January for her business. And she was saying, you know, I just feel like I should be inspired and I should be working on that. And And she's run her business for well over a decade now. And I said to her, surely... Over the last you know, 10 plus years, you have got kind of a, a common theme of what you create as part of this activity in January. Surely there's some, you know, some common themes, some commonalities, some, some overlaps that you don't need to go and recreate this from scratch in January. Like surely there's something that you could repurpose, reuse, you know, rinse and repeat, with obviously updating it and making it you know, time relevant and so on, time appropriate for January and just take the pressure off yourself and I shared her with my I shared with her my story about Bali that I just shared with you and she just went holy shit that is so true I could actually make this so much easier for myself so you know over to you what are the things that you have done over the last year that have made it unnecessarily difficult for yourself in your business So it may be an example like mine, you know, recreating everything from scratch and never giving yourself the gift of rinse and repeat. And it may be something even to do with a relationship in your life or your weekly routine and how you're making things unnecessarily difficult for yourself. So just give that some thought. I think that's a really potent question to ask yourself as you do start to close down the year. And, you know, I I don't know if like me, you, you have some kind of standard questions that you ask yourself at the end of every year, but that's a really good one. You know, how have I made things harder for myself in life and business? Than they needed to be this year. So right now, scrolled over my, my bathroom mirror, is it is easy underscore block capitals for me to make money. I don't need to make it unnecessarily onerous or difficult or challenging for myself. So I'm not sure who needed to hear <laughs> these three nuggets this week, but as I said, I'm in full reflection mode at the moment, and I really wanted to bottle those up and pass them on to you. And, with the colour around them, you know, giving you examples from my business and mentees businesses so you can really feel what they look like when when they are acted upon. So as I said, there's been some huge learnings this year. I could probably write a book about this year, and and I'm sure there'll be lots more learnings, you know, coming, particularly when I get to, holy shit, in a four weeks' time, oh my God, I'll be sharing with you my annual personal highs and lows and business highs and lows. They're my two of my favorite episodes that I do every year. So a lot more reflection coming up over the next few weeks on this season as well. Just quick reminder, what's coming up on Tuesday, the 5th of December, I've got my goal setting and goal getting workshop. That's a three hour goal setting workshop with me over Zoom. And as part of that, you get your playbook and you also get that bonus audio mentoring guide. So I can pretty much be in your brain throughout next year to help you stay on track with your goals. So that is happening yeah, on Tuesday, the 5th of December. And I've also packaged in a $15 donation to share the dignity as well too pass back some abundance to women and girls who are waking up in, for example, um, refuges over Christmas. I really love to do that every year. The other thing that's coming up is that two-day strategy retreat event in February. So very business focused, that one. And yeah, I'll announce more about that on the show next week. And then valley in may so i'll pop links to well two out of three of those and the two-day event will be coming up next week as well so sending all the love it's been really lovely to have this time with you today and looking forward to connecting with you again next friday I loved having you join me for this week's episode. Please do connect with me on Instagram at Lorraine Murphy Mentor and visit my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au for tons of free resources and my reading list of all my favorite books. It would mean the absolute world if you could subscribe and share episodes you love with those that you love. Thank you for listening.